if you remember what we spoke about yesterday, that we only use analogies for Hashem for their function. So, for example, when we talk about Hashem's speech, we're saying that it's similar in the fact that just like speech by a human being is what we share with the other, the speech by Hashem is what He chooses to share and allow the world to receive from Him. But unlike the human being that the word leaves the person, by Hashem, the word, nothing leaves him because everything is him. So if that's the que- if that's the truth, that nothing leaves Hashem and that his word is him, so then you come to a huge theological question. And that is like this. We're sitting right now in this universe. None of us see God. We might see God's effects, but we don't see God. But if God created the world through his speech, and we said that his speech is attached to him, and it's him, then we should see God everywhere. And the truth is, if God, if we would see God everywhere, then there would be no room for our identity, our ego. If God's light, which is infinite and all-encompassing, is here, there's no room for me for my feelings, for my ego, for anything. Because I'm just absorbed in the light. I am not an independent entity from God. So where is the room within God's reality for a universe in which we live over here, convinced ourselves that we're independent of him? Again, if you don't believe in God, then you don't have this question. But if you believe in God and you believe that God is infinite and as we said the world doesn't affect him and nothing's outside of him because if anything's outside of him that means he's finite so then this world that we're living in planet earth is not outside him so why don't we see him and why how can we even exist with such light of godliness and here's where the uh, tanya introduces a fundamental kabbalistic concept obviously with a tanya twist and that is the concept of tzimtzum I'm saying the word in Hebrew because it's a word that we're going to be introduced to a lot, especially in the later sections about faith and unity of God. What is Simpson? Contraction. In other words, Hashem, because he wanted to create a world in which people have free choice and a world in which he was not seen but rather chosen, that we would choose him, and the only way to choose him is by not being forced to choose him, and if God's revelation was full, there wouldn't be a choice. It's like such exposure of godliness, of course you're going to choose him. So in order for God to do that, he was tzimtzum. He hid a lot of himself and kind of diluted the light to make sure that only a very small amount of light comes into this world. He condensed it. And in order to condense it, Hashem literally has to hold back that light which naturally flows from him and just allow a tiny ray, and even that ray of light has to go through incredible amount of what he calls hishtalshlus, um, a whole process of worlds in which this light gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it's able to 
fit into the world that we live in. But it's important to remember that in Hashem's perspective, there is no concealment. In other words, the concealment is only for you and I. Hashem is not concealed. It's His choice to allow it to contract it. But for Hashem, in His infinite, there is no contraction. Everything is Him. And that's where we get the double perspective. So, you know, often people will ask, does this world really exist? Now, if you take an Eastern ideology, you might say the world doesn't exist. If you take a Western ideology, you might say the world definitely exists. And the truth is, it's both true. From the human perspective, the world exists. From God's perspective, it doesn't exist because everything is Him. Now, let me just be clear. I just fit into four minutes and 50 seconds an incredible amount of... uh, Jewish mysticism, and that was a heavy shear, but we will unpack it over the coming many months um, because these ideas are fundamental to understand our world.